Hi loves, happy Tuesday, hope you're all having a good week. Got a really nice episode for you this week, I'm excited to share it with you, I've got another guest on. It honestly feels like so long since I've come on here and had a proper chat, so God help next week when I catch you up on my life, but I was really excited to have a guest on this week. We honestly cover everything that you go through being a woman, like it is one for the girls this week. It's just one of those episodes where at the end you're just like, yeah. I'm not alone, we're all going through it collectively, like the pressures, like men, you could never. Anyway, come and let me know your thoughts as always, and if you're enjoying, please come and follow me on Spotify and leave me a review, it literally takes one second, but it's a massive help for me, and it literally makes my day. So yeah, please come and help me out, give me a follow on there, and I'll speak to you next week. Okay, guys, I'm super excited. I've got a guest on this week, Lauren Louise Davy. Welcome to Love What Luck. Thank you for having me. Of course, thank you. So actually, Lauren contacted me to come on this week's episode, which is always the best type of message to receive when somebody wants to come on. And we were just speaking a little bit before I started recording and basically you said that you saw a couple of clips you found useful and you've just got lots of dating experience. So... <laughs> Thank you for getting ready to share them with us all. Thank you. So do you want to start off just by introducing yourself? Because obviously we don't know each other. And I had a look on your Instagram and as you do, obviously. <laughs> and it says that you're a medical student, but then also a head athlete, which is... Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, quite contrasting. So yeah, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> yeah, so I studied graduate entry medicine. So it's like an accelerated four-year um, degree. Um, which is full time and I do the heptathlon so seven track and field events so I just try and manage those two which is obviously difficult and makes yeah. dating difficult as well so it's very applicable to what we'll talk about. Yeah so do you train how often do you train? So I train six days a week and seven days if you can't recover every day so nearly every day really. Wow that's very intense. I love it. I love yeah, it. So I mean yeah, you have to love something to give it all your time like that, mm. 100%. And yeah, actually, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about. And I haven't actually spoken about it on the podcast at all, which in hindsight is strange because I've actually, after messaging you, I was thinking about it. And I feel like this is actually affecting my life at the minute, but in the other way around. But basically, the struggle of juggling a career and a relationship, and it can really take yeah. a toll on a relationship. So like at the minute, my partner is in work all the time. And mm-hmm. I never thought it had an effect on us because I've always been somebody that probably prioritizes a career because I kind of have my dream career. And I always just think that's so important to go after. Yeah. And that's the number one thing. So I've never really found it an issue like with him nor there. But I find lots of people say it to me like, oh, Matt's in work again, is he? Like, are you okay? When I first moved in with him, it was constant. I was like, I am okay by myself. Yeah. But So I never thought it was an issue until recently. I realised it actually, like, has an effect on him. And then, obviously, mm-hmm. if it has an effect on him, like, he feels like he hasn't got time and all the rest of it, then that comes into the relationship as well. So yeah. it's a massive thing. And I think it's really good timing for you to come on. So what's your experience, I suppose, of dating? and you know being so busy yeah so yeah like you said you can look at it at both sides you can either look at it as my experience as somebody who's um focusing on my own career and not having much time but as you said it impacts the other person in your relationship so 
I have been on that receiving end as well. So in my past relationship, um, it was, I met this boy in college and we dated for like six years and it was a very comfortable, lovely relationship. And he started a new career um, in the police force and quickly it became work was his priority. And that was really difficult. But I think the issue was there was lack of communication. So I'm very, very organized and I communicate everything. I'm like a, I'm like a glass house, like completely transparent. Um, and I like schedules for everything, et cetera. But obviously with a career like that and you don't know what your schedule is, they get given it quite last minute. Um, yeah, it definitely can take a toll on, on both sides of the relationship. Whereas I feel like now after leaving that relationship, I'm the one that's now focused on my career and I probably haven't been as thoughtful for the other person about how me being away or me focusing on myself all the time is going to impact them. So it's quite it's quite a funny balance, isn't it? And having to consider both a person who is trying really difficult to develop their career and then the person who also wants to spend time with their partner. Yeah. Do you feel now that you were kind of the one going more career focused? Do you feel any I don't know if regrets right word but do you feel any sort of regret or more understanding for leaving your last relationship no not at all to be honest and I'm glad the relationship happened because I learned a lot about myself but during mm-hmm. that relationship I'm a big lover see so if I if I love someone I am 100% them and I think at times I neglected my own dreams goals and ambitions and like mm-hmm. I said I met him in college so I was only 16 and I had opportunities to go to America for track and field I had opportunities to go straight into medicine and I felt like I kind of laid myself back, um, which I don't regret to an extent because obviously I just enjoyed my time and I did a medical genetics degree, which is good in itself and was less demanding than medicine. Um, And I almost feel like I wasn't ready for medicine then anyway. Um, So yeah, I definitely don't regret it, but now I'm definitely more and more focused on myself. Like no one's getting in my way now. I think that relationships should never impact your own personal development. Yeah. Um, but like you said you you do have to think of the other person as well in your relationship yeah it's hard to get a balance because obviously if you're with somebody you need it needs work and it needs to you know you need to consider the other person but you never want to look back at something and either regret not doing something or even worse stay with them and resent it like that would always yeah. be my fear if I was with somebody and they wanted to do something I could mm-hmm. never stop them because I'd be like you could hate me you know, yeah. the, you know the episode of The Hills when Lauren doesn't go to Paris with Jason. I haven't seen that, no. <laughs> she doesn't go to Paris Fashion Week for her boyfriend. I remember watching oh, it at 16 being like, no, what are you doing? I and know. obviously they broke up and, you know, I'm like, she should have gone. Yeah, no, I, I've got to the point now where I think going forward, where I find in my future partner, if they're ever stopping me from doing something, then they're not right for me because I just think that if you're meant to be with someone you should push each other and I've got big big goals and if they can't cope with that they can go <laughs> That's yeah it. <laughs> yeah I think one of the biggest thing in a relationship and finding a partner is finding somebody that not only supports you but like wants the best for you yeah or you know wants to be your biggest supporter and cheerleader and always basically like your parents would or your family or your friend Whereas exactly. if you get somebody and they want to hold you back and they've got that little bit of selfishness in them, it's almost not like a healthy, full love. Definitely not. And I think a lot of people are ready with words to say, oh, I'll support you. You know, I'll always be there. 
But actually, when it comes to the sacrifices that make you then a good athlete or, you know, for me, a good doctor, they're then not ready to support the physicality of me getting those career goals. So mm. I'm definitely more focused now on someone's actions and not their words because everyone's about support. But when support matters, you need someone who's really there. Yeah. Do you have any red flags now that you look out for? If you go in into a new relationship, do you are there red flags that think, okay, no, that's that's not gonna work with us in the future? Um, for me, I'm a very like emotionally complex or intelligent creature. So I I find it really difficult to see things as black and white. So I'd love to say I have very specific points that I'd consider a red flag. I try and take it on case by case basis, but I, I do think I now have like more of a gut feeling if someone's like genuine or not. Um, because my my last boyfriend, not my long term relationship, I had one like more recent than that. And it was all so good at the start. And again, this is where words come before actions, really, um, in most people's lives. It's, you know, again, there was so much apparent support and you know I'm the best thing ever and it was almost it was almost too much too quickly so mm. I think if somebody before they once they're trying to get to know you so before they really have seen all sides of you and I mean the good the bad the ugly and they're saying you're the best person in the world you think well are you genuine and is this going to be a stable consistent thing throughout you know a long-term partnership so and I think if somebody shows me quite quickly insecurities or any form of questioning what I'm doing or who I'm with, I'm gone. Because mm-hmm. that's what my past relationship was. It was very much immediate um, satisfaction and immediate um, approval of me. And obviously I fed from that. Um, and it was it was lovely at the start to have somebody just almost worship the ground you work on. You, you know, mm-hmm. you've all gone, but... Um, very slowly the cracks start showing that and then if somebody's showing insecurities if they are you know asking you to do certain things or asking you to miss events then it's a no so yeah I wish I could say I have very specific red flags but I don't really (laughs) but I think it's like you said you kind of get a feeling I think especially if you've experienced that I probably went the other way like my first two relationships were like that and then when I moved to London I was like a free bird like nobody could say or do anything to me so I I just like will not go back into that Mm -hmm. space so is that your six-year relationship that was like that so I had a six-year relationship and then I had I'd say only a six six month relationship with then with my past partner because I left as soon as I I think it was a couple of months of just constant arguing and this arguing was very much and you know the friends that I'm with because they're mostly boys it was where are you what are you doing and constantly accusing me of things that I'm not capable of um and this person just didn't understand my characters and I thought how can you claim to love me and support me and understand me when you don't know who I am even though I've showed you who I am and it was a very frustrating time to be not trusted by someone um and yeah and yeah but I've left now so (laughs) well done I think they you know you obviously you know that if somebody is insecure like that it's just a reflection on themselves and if they've got that in their heads about themselves it really does not matter what you do how you treat them they'll just have in your head and their head that you can't be trusted exactly and I I think for me actually going back to your 
your red flags I think for me it's how they treat other people because I've had guys come to me and again you know compliment me respectful to me but they look at another girl or speak about another girl in a way I don't like and I think well that could have been me and if you think the boys you're going on dates with they have a motive they want to get to know you they want to show their best side of themselves to you so then when they are speaking or treating somebody else wrong that they don't have intentions with, then that says a lot about them. So a lot of the time now I do focus on how are they speaking about other women? How are they speaking about their friends that are girls? How do they speak about their mother? And now looking back okay. in my past relationship, he didn't speak well about his mother. And I thought, well, what made me think that he could ever be trustworthy, respectful and be a long-term partner if he couldn't mm. even respect his own mother? So... I yeah, think that's, that's such a good one to look out for, such a good one. My mother used to tell me all the time when I was growing up, get a man that loves his mother and you'll be fine. And like, I used yeah. to stick in my head, like if they speak to their mother and if they speak about them really well and if they're close, then it's a really good sign. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Another one is if, you know, how they speak about their exes and mm-hmm. just women in general. It's, that's a really, really good way to look out because also it kind of gives you an indication of how they're going to speak about you as well. Absolutely. Once you're over, yeah. Yeah. It's like a warning. But touching upon the women thing, do you think, I mean, I know you're only young, but do you think, especially with the career sort of juggling, do you find more pressure as a woman? Like, I personally feel like, even though we're so much better now than it was, Mm -hmm. I still kind of feel like it's expected. If you're with somebody and you have children, I still feel like it's kind of expected that the woman will either give up her job or go part-time and the man won't. And I just don't know when that is going to change or how. Absolutely. I actually struggle with this all of the time. Um, People speak about me having children all of the time and what I'm going to do. And funny enough, it was only on my last placement in the hospital. I had a um, trauma and orthopedics consultant speaking to me and said that his um, wife was a doctor and she actually stopped her career to have her children. And, and that's absolutely fine yeah, if that was his decision. But he was sort of apply, like implying that, you know, that's what I should do and that's what I'm going to do. And I had to tell him, I don't actually want children or my intention right now is not to have children. And if, if that changes, then I'm open to that. Um, so actually we do get that quite a lot still. Oh, and right. not even exactly like, and then just don't get asked the same questions they just exactly don't. and I did have a male um a student with me right next to me doing that conversation and he wasn't asked about children at all um, see it is so bad and so yeah. annoying. I hate and like even mean it but it does yeah. happen all the time it's just ingrained I think for such a long time and as I said it is getting better like for example if I was a journalist I, like I know now I'd never to ask even though I've kind of asked you but it's almost to make the point that we shouldn't be asking but I would never yeah. know I would know now not to ask somebody how are you going to juggle your career and a child like that just wouldn't come up I think people would be um like outraged about that but it's still in like yeah. everyday life people Absolutely. just are afraid to do it on a bigger scale in case they get cancelled but in your everyday yeah. life, it's still very yeah. much expected that you will yeah and and not even talking about children and careers just I get comments all of the time about being blonde I get comments all the time yeah about I'm slim and tall so instead of you know I'm going in to treat a patient and instead of them thinking about how I'm treating them and 
they, they're talking about what I look like. Um, and also I get called a nurse all of the time. And and all of us student doctors say the same. We all get assumed that we're a nurse that's the first time we walk into a room. And it's I'm just really mad. shocked by that. I thought that I died down. Definitely I really didn't been. think that was a thing anymore. I remember when I was younger, like literally in school, you would literally have picture of a man as a doctor, picture of a woman as a nurse. And I genuinely yeah. for years thought that nurse yeah. was like the female version of a doctor. But, you know, that's gone for a long time, I thought. That is mm-hmm. crazy. And yeah. about the way you look, that's... And it's I... constant. It's not just one or two comments. I'll, I'll get it nearly, nearly every week. Something will happen. Mm. I think there's also just a big assumption that if you're, like quote-unquote good-looking or pretty whatever that you almost shouldn't be doing any type of what's considered a normal job yeah oh you're too pretty to work in an office I'm like yeah okay well yeah I am had a shoot last week um a modeling shoot and and he was lovely but again and like I said people don't mean it but he said I wouldn't have expected you to be a doctor and I was like what do you mean He's like, you just, I just can't imagine you on the wards. And I was like, go on, what do you mean? And he was like, you just don't look like you should be a doctor and you don't act like you should be a doctor. And I was like, how should a doctor act? And he was like, oh, you're just, you're funny. And and I was like, good, I want to be a funny, nice, pretty doctor. Well, is that okay? Please, I would much rather go and see a doctor exactly. with a personality that can have a chat to me rather than just nomic right? and send me out. Yeah. But that's the thing I don't even find. I think medical school is getting better at, or at least they say on the surface, we're trying to get people to be doctors, not just academic people. You know, we want people with personalities and life experience to be doctors. But actually, they don't enforce it. So, you know, me now trying to do my sport and I also try and teach and do a couple of things on the side. They don't encourage that at all. Um, and they don't actually like it when you speak out and they don't like it when you have personality. So they say on the surface that they're trying to change these these norms of doctors. But actually, when you are the person that's trying to change those norms, you get, you know, they don't actually like it. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm fighting every day. Yeah. <laughs> well done, though, because there's people like you and especially like a new generation that if you just keep going, it, it, you'll just pave the way. It'll just get easier and easier and easier. And then the people behind you will be able to do the same thing. And that's how things change. Yeah. And um, yeah, in a few years' time, let's hope that we get there. I had this conversation with um my boyfriend the other day. Randomly, we were on about like Beyonce because I was watching the trailer and how she only has like women of colour or only women. And I was like, Yeah, if I was a CEO, I would want women. And he's like, You have to just go for the best person. I'm like, Yeah, you do. But also, like you wouldn't choose somebody bad just because they're a woman support you, but you just want to choose somebody that is constantly being like pushed back. Yeah. You know, and not being given the chance to speak out and step forward mm-hmm. and be the top. I just people won't understand unless they've ever been marginalized. Is that the word? Yeah. Like we understand people, it because we're women, you know, but some people Exactly. Don't. People like to say it doesn't exist anymore. And, you know, women have all the opportunities we would have dreamed of having. And and we do. And I'm so grateful for that. But every day I still see how I'm treated differently just because I'm a woman. Like, even if it comes to friendships with boys, you know, I'm treated differently. You know, these boys are lovely to me. And my friends who are boys, they're top class. But 
they still treat me differently to their male friends sometimes and I have to tell them off and then when it comes to things like a sports performance at university we're all given a scholarship but for example now for this weekend I've got the British University Championships and I'm competing for I'm representing the university I have to pay for my own accommodation and travel up myself whereas the boys rugby team at university there are four or five teams so you've got first second thirds fourths and fifths Nearly every week they have a game away um, and they, all of their accommodation and transport and food is all paid for. I only represent the university twice a year and I'm, on, I'm an international athlete and I have to pay. I know it's, just, it's not just because I'm female, but mm. you can see how it's frustrating, you know, how the different sports are being treated. And I definitely think because I'm female you know, it's difficult, more difficult for me to achieve what I want to achieve in in sport because, yeah. you know, these boys are on the fourth rugby team. I get in the same or better treatment than I am. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have what they have, but I should have it too. Yeah, and that's I- not equal at all. I think women in sport is a really hard thing. Like you say, it's getting better, but the difference is still, like, really apparent. Okay, so tying it back into relationships, when do you know it's the right time to end a relationship? That's a difficult question because I would say in my last two relationships, I ended them way later than I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, because my first one, like I said, it was comfortable. It was lovely at the most part, but he had no communication. And well, I, I couldn't even tell you how it ended because the communication was so bad. But in my opinion, he just fell out of love with me and just didn't tell me and really? almost yeah and just the energy and effort was low and I found myself for months almost begging for bare minimum like I was just saying all I want is support for my sport all I want is you know to see each other a couple of times a week or not even that like I just wanted bare minimum communication and I I, I noticed after a couple of months and it was really getting me down really questioning like who I was and how am I not good enough for this boy? Because I was cooking food for him. I was communicating with his family. I, you know, like I said, I made big decisions based on, you know, ensuring that I was there for him. And I think after months of just begging for bare minimum, I thought, no, this isn't it. So I think now going forward, if I ever find myself asking a man how to treat me, if I ever have to ask him not to do something or to or to do something, I'm leaving. So I think. The time is right in a relationship when you have to explain to someone how you want to be treated. Because I think if it's the right relationship, you never have to ask them. Mm-hmm. And did you and find then, in that one that there was a shift between like how like did he did he used to give you sort of more than the bare minimum, and then it was a change? Um, it's that. complicated because because we were so young when we first got mm-hmm. together. I think. I think there was never that much effort from him, actually. Um, mm-hmm. When you look back. Yeah, when I look back, you know, I think he bought me, what, one one or two sets of flowers in the six years we were together, and he never took me away. And it was little things, like, for example, I, I told him from the age of 17, I would love to go and do a weekend in London. Um, and he never, ever did. And it wasn't, you know, if he had financial constraints or whatnot, I'd understand, but he didn't. Um. And then I think a couple of weeks after I'd broken up with him, he went up to London for a weekend with his friends. And I just thought, oh, you know, he did that. This is crazy. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) But it was just little, little things. Like, 
you know, I I love the small things. Like, you know, we tell someone, Percy Pig's my favorite sweets. I want them to, you know, two months later, they just have a bag of Percy Pig's in the car because they remember me saying that. And that yeah. would make my week. You know, I'm not asking yeah. for castles and tiaras. I'm asking <laughs> for just little, little details that show somebody they really care. So yeah. I think that relationship was never he made a massive effort. I think it's because he wasn't a malicious, horrible boy. And we just got on so well from a young age. I was comfortable and it's all I knew. So I think it was partly, I think it was two parts of it. It was me kind of growing up and realizing I want more from life and I want more ambition and I want someone to tell me, move halfway across the world if you need to. And secondly, it was a reduced then effort from him um, with his new career. I think his priorities changed as well. So it was just like a natural ending. And mm. um, like I said, I don't regret it. And and we still know each other now and it's still pleasant. But yeah. I think it's interesting how you said as well that you kind of knew for a while before you ended it. Yeah. I think, I don't know if this is a girl thing more than a guy thing, but definitely I think a girl makes up in their head that they're yeah. ready to end a relationship. They decide, and it yeah. might take months until it happens, but it's in your head first. Like, and when that first seed is planted, like, we need to break up. Yeah. You stay there, and then you notice everything that they do that doesn't, like, please you or isn't what you want, yeah. goes against your morals, and then... By the time you break up with them, I feel like you're so sure. Yeah. And in my experience, anyway, like I break up and I'm like, I dealt with it emotionally. And yeah. then obviously a massive shock to them and they're upset. Yeah. And I'm like, fine. And it's because I've been thinking about it for like four months, four or five months. Exactly. However long. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely more in that relationship before I'd actually finished it because... And I, I did warn him a few times. I said, I can't keep going if I'm begging you just to come around for dinner after I've cooked you it. Like, oh my God. <laughs> honestly, it was horrific towards the end. Like, so bad. I was like, what am I even doing with my life? Like, there are so many like people. Somebody out- did dinner and he couldn't come over. Yeah, he didn't even dinner for dinner sometimes. And my friend was like, what are you doing? But in my head, I was like, oh, he's so lovely, though. And we've been together for so long. And he's still settling into his new job. And I just, yeah, just let little things slide all of the time. So now another thing I say is, don't let things slide, you know, don't let little lies or little inadequacies slide at the start of a relationship because very often they'll do the same thing. Yeah. However, you also need to, to realize they are a human and everybody makes mistakes. So it's what do you let slide and what do you not? Is It's still difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, and you've mentioned it before, is communication. Like if you're not happy with something, do not bottle it up. Bring it up in a conversation, not in like an aggressive way, just say, oh, look, you've done this and it's made me feel a certain way. And if they're like the right person and, and they're ready to, then they should be able to acknowledge it, talk back to you about it and then make a change. And that's okay. Like you said, they make mistakes and they might not even understand yeah. that that's made you feel that way. So if you can communicate that and there's changes, yeah. then I think great. But if you're just talking to a wall constantly and not getting anything Definitely. back, then... Yeah, that's and that first relationship was me bouncing a bouncy ball at a wall yeah. for six years and thinking, oh, something else is going to come back at me. And it just didn't. No. And it, it really hurt because I wanted him to be this person going forward. I wanted him to be someone who supported me. And I just sat down one day and thought, he's not. He's not it. And yeah, so now I feel a lot better after. That's good. 
And like you said, every relationship like teaches you something about yourself and just about what you want in a relationship. And I think that's a really good thing to take from breakups. Like mm. when I look back to all my relationships, everyone has been different and then different things yeah. that I like and different things that I don't like until you just keep working towards them. Yeah, absolutely. I think if somebody reacts as well to when you you present them with something that you you believe they've done wrong you know if they lash out and they don't they don't take it well again it says a lot about their character like going forward and how they'll be as a father or how they are at their job because if they can't take responsibility within your relationship then how do they do it elsewhere so I think as well when you communicate that you're upset or how you're feeling towards your partner and this is what I say to them I say look I know what you think you know isn't wrong and it might not be wrong but I'm telling you how I feel as a result of it or I'm telling you how I feel today I might have been okay yesterday but I wasn't okay with it today I'm upset with what you've done um and if they can accept that and apologize and move on then I think that's a big green flag because some people are just incapable of doing that I always say that I've said on an episode before, I said it to my friend, she argued with the guy she was dating and the way he reacted was horrendous. He was name calling her, like ignoring her. And I was like, he's telling you everything now, the type of character he is. And it is not like if they can't take responsibility. Yeah, it's a really big thing to look out Mm -hmm. for. Um, What's been your biggest heartbreak? Oof. (laughs) I definitely say my first relationship was probably my biggest heartbreak because like I said I met him at a young age and I feel like I showed every single you know inch of my soul to him you know like the good and bad sides of me and he knew what I thought about the world he knew how I communicated to everybody and he knew my dreams and thought that he just knew everything about me Mm. so for me to have to walk away from that just because he wasn't able to treat me how I wanted to be treated was really difficult. And like I said, like I felt like he felt he fell out of love with me. And we'd met about about six months after the relationship had ended. And I said, you know, like what happened? And he was just like, it just wasn't feeling it. And I was like, oh, so hard that was. Like, how mm. how could you not feel me? I don't understand. <laughs> like I gave you everything. And um, yeah, like I said, like leaving that relationship and knowing I reduced a lot of opportunities to myself because of it. It's I've learned now going forward, I'm taking everything. Like no one's going to stop me doing anything. So I'm still grateful for it, but it was a big heartbreak. Yeah. And then my second heartbreak was more, I entered an abusive relationship without realizing. And I thought I, I'm a very confident, like independent person. I never thought I could allow someone to mistreat me. And I did. So it was more of a heartbreak towards myself. Like I, I don't miss this person at all. I don't even like who he is the heartbreak was I felt like I let myself down so those are what I would say are like my two heartbreaks yeah and then was he emotionally abusive like what was that relationship like yeah so that was that's what was difficult about it is that I think I thought really you know abusive relationships before this one was it's very stark and obvious to the people in the relationship and everyone around them and that you have to be you know, almost like a weak, vulnerable woman to be affected, or man, I guess, to be affected. But I've learned now that, like, abuse can be very silent for a long time, and it's just, like, a lot of needle pricks and porks and um, a lot of comments directed towards yourself and other people over months. And he made me question, like, who I was and 
it was just it was crazy so I've learned now going forward that abuse can be silent mm, yeah that's big and that, like you say if this starts as little comments and then just grows and grows like I wouldn't say my first partner was emotionally abusive but he was definitely very controlling and that yeah. started out in the same way just very small so it'd be like oh where you going well you're going out there well I'm not going to stop you but I really don't want you to and yeah oh you're wearing that and it would just be like constant just little things and you'd be so lovely in every other way but like little things that eventually then you're like okay I'm just not going to bother going out yeah I'm not going to bother talking to this person I'm not going to bother looking at a boy in the supermarket in case he kicks off and it happens slowly but surely exactly yeah, it's not good. And I get actually lots of messages from listeners who have been in that situation. And it's really hard to get out of because they make you question your self-worth. And yeah. lots of the times they cut you off from certain people. So then it's yeah. like they, they are all that you know. Really. Yeah, I was lucky. I feel like I got out of it earlier than like I could have because he did have certain people he wanted out of my life and he did want me to act differently and I I almost rebelled against that but that's why within the last couple of months of my relationship all we were doing was arguing because I was rebelling against what he wanted me to do and I'm a very like I said loving character I was I felt for him because I thought why is he treating me like this why is he so insecure and I sat him down I said what's happened for you to be so insecure you know what can we do going forward And I even told him, I said, look, this is really hard to take. And it might be a horrible thing for me to say, but I feel like you're emotionally abusing me. And I said, like, and I don't know what to do about it because I want to go forward and I want to work this out with you. But I don't even know if I've passed the point of, you know, I don't even know what we can do. So I felt like I nearly stayed longer than I should have because I wanted to help him. I wanted so big and (laughs) so like yeah impressive of you to even bring it to his attention he's probably like oh no <laughs> this is backfiring yeah but again like I thought you know maybe this could be the time that you know he can sort a few things out in his life and mm. you know we can go forward with this but no it all backlashed and even after I ended the relationship he you know lied about me to others and made things up so they try and control you even after you've left because the only mm. thing you know he can do to impact me is by altering people's perceptions of me and and that's not fair either and I've got no control over that now mm-hmm. um except for just accept myself and know that the people who know me know that's not me yeah it's a shame because you gave him like you said an opportunity to actually look in on himself and think okay I've actually yeah. affected her in this way yeah but you you never know in a few years time you might like I always think that that relationship I was in that the next partner they were with not because I sat them down and had a conversation like you but I always thought there's just no way you would do this again to somebody else yeah. because it was so taxing on us both um I'd like to think whether or not it's true I don't know but I like to think that that's the case yeah yeah I mm. I hope I hope this one realizes in a couple of years as well that mm. you know he learned a lot from me and will treat someone in the future well but he was honestly so bad to me. I'm I'm almost so scared of whoever's involved with him now. I just mm-hmm. really, really hope he's taken a few, you know, steps in my book and is treating someone better. Obviously. Yeah. What do you think is the most important thing that you look for now in relationships going forward? 
just kindness like kindness above anything and everything like they could be ambitious and you know they could be funny and but if they're not kind to you and everyone else around them then that's it for me so yeah kindness overall everything that's really nice and very important obviously Mm -hmm. yeah and going back really to where we started with the sort of scheduling and the juggling careers do you think it's better to go with somebody who is almost just as busy so and driven so has the understanding but then probably less time as well or Mm. somebody that you know might not be so understanding but then they've got all the time to give you yeah I think going forward for me I need somebody with just as big goals because Mm. I think it helps them understand why you're busy and and why you're chasing these dreams so not only do you understand from just a time perspective, but you actually have like that closer connection because you're both, you know, going for big goals and dreams and you can really strive and push each other. So for me going forward, I think I need somebody who's, you know, almost high level sport or high level in something else. Um, but not high level as such, because they could be starting their own business, but just somebody that has these huge dreams that almost seem crazy to everybody else, because then hopefully they'll understand where I come from when I've got these mad ideas. And yeah, the amount of people are telling me you're trying to do too much. And really, yeah, I just need someone who gets it. And that's like, come on, let's do this. So yeah, yeah, I I really think somebody's got to be just as busy to understand. I agree with that. Like you said, they'll have the right mindset then as well. To support you like when yeah. you're together okay well I think I will wrap it up it's been yeah. so nice to talk to you you honestly have got such like strong ideas of who you are and what you want and I think that's so important and it's the best thing you can do to go into relationships is when you're that sure of yourself and Absolutely. yeah it's been great speaking to you and I know lots of people listening will take some things that you've said as sort of I key key points and they'll definitely have them Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I've really enjoyed. And yeah, yeah again, people learn from it. And just the last thing going forward, just put yourself first, just believe in yourself and everything else will fall into place.